All right, good morning, everybody. This is for American History Today. We are getting to the very end of our first chapter, which means we are going to be coming up on our first test at the beginning of next week. These podcasts are designed to help you have a study tool so you don't have to go back and read everything. This is a way to hear about it. And at this point, since this is probably my fifth or sixth episode for this class, what that means is you have about an hour of listening to help you out on this test and help you study. So the next thing that's going to kind of come through all of this buildup in a new economy and a new industry in our country is that there becomes a new way of life for the people of the United States. So as this free enterprise improves all of our lives throughout the United States, you know, people at this time all of a sudden are just going to be like, hey, we're going to start spending some of our money that we made. We've earned this. So we're going to just start spending as much as we can. They're going to bring products to the market and people are going to buy it, not because they need it. So this is going to be the first time where people are buying it just because they want it. Okay, they're just going to open these department stores for the first time. Macy's that still exists today is going to open for the first time in 1853 in New York. It became the largest store in America and had all these different things broken up by department, which is why it became called the department store. And it was high quality items at fair prices. When you started going into the city, you can expect to find these department stores somewhere. Also, for the first time, we're gonna start being able to ship things to people, not necessarily to houses, but to other department stores so that you can have more products in there. It doesn't have to be something that you can fit on the back of your horse and buggy. Now we can kind of send things throughout and you can have stuff within your department store. You can set up a way to pick it up. Because of the change in technology, because of more people wanting more things, this leads to a higher standard of living. And at the end of the 1800s, the beginning of the Eight, or at the end of the 1800s, beginning of the 1900s, people are going to start to have a little bit of extra cash in their pocket. And as they have this extra cash in this pocket, we're going to get more in, we're going to get more luxuries. We're going to call them indoor plumbing. And because of that, everybody was able to kind of change their lifestyle. Men are going to have, because of public transportation that has popped up, men are going to Live, be able to live farther away from where they work, which meant the suburbs are going to start to appear. So in Toledo, places like Sylvania and Perrysburg, they're going to start popping up around this time because, hey, they can. The other thing that changes is that no longer are we a culture worried about individuals. We are now a mass culture. Okay? And what that means is basically everybody's on the same page. Newspaper industry grows like crazy, all right? Between 1870 and 1900, the number of newspapers available in the United States increases by over a thousand different newspapers. Think of it as a website, the amount of news websites that pop up every single day right now, or the amount of news podcasts even that pop up every single day right now. Back then, a thousand new newspapers joining was huge. One big person who really led this charge was a man named Joseph Pulitzer. He started buying up newspapers all over the place. 
He started in New York. He started a morning paper called The Word, and it was so successful that he set it up with he set up an evening newspaper that came out later called the The Evening World. I'm sorry, the first newspaper was called The World. The second one that he sent out in the middle of the day was called The Evening World. They're inexpensive because they had a way to make this work and they had advertisements filling up their pages and he just started pushing out these newspapers for everybody. The job of the newspaper is to inform people. In Pulitzer's mind and in his competitor, William Randolph Hearst's mind, their job wasn't just to inform people. It's to stir up controversy. It's what Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and all of your news sources today outside probably your local news still try to do. They try to get you to watch their show by stirring up some type of controversy. That's how our society works when it comes to uh, when it comes to news is that we want the juicy news. We don't want the accurate news. Accurate news is boring. We want to have some different, you know, aspects of reading things. With all this and this change of mass culture, we're going to have a growth in public schools. So people wanted to be able to read and at, so they could keep up with what's going on in the world. But not only that, public high schools are going to become a very big part of things. So in 1870, the nation had only a few hundred high schools. By 1910, there's 5,000. And because of that, literacy and the fact that people can read, that jumps and that flourishes to over 90% for the first time. We're also going to be teaching science and woodworking and drafting and skills that people are going to need in these industrial worlds to get them prepared for what's happening. As this push happens, people in higher education, they start noticing what it takes to be an urban career. And they start saying, listen, it's better to know a little bit of everything and to work with each other. Women are gonna start being allowed to have careers at this point. Not a lot of them, but they had a couple options. Teaching, social work, and nursing were all opened up to middle-class women. They could go to women's colleges. However, for African-Americans, they still had limited access. This was not like, hey, you're a part of the mass culture. This actually was designed to keep African-Americans out as a part of the culture. Now that leads us to our next section, which is popular entertainment, because this is where we thrive as American, is that we love to be entertained. And it's all actually, this goes back hundreds of years. The first thing is that we're gonna start getting our first amusement parks. I know plenty of you guys have been to Cedar Point or Kings Island or any of these different fairs that pop up in the area. This goes back to that time. People are able to go. Now the first big one is Coney Island in New York, but basically the guy who set that up, Marcus Thompson, he averaged more than $600 in income a day by having Coney Island. It's crazy at that time. $600 was a huge amount of money. The next thing that we're gonna start to flock towards is outdoor events. Guy named Buffalo Bill would throw this 4th of July celebration where he would do riding and roping and shooting and people came from all over to attend it. They also had outdoor church festivals that people would go to. At these outdoor church festivals, this is where you're gonna see your first moving pictures or what we call today as movies. 
Okay, other forms of uh, urban entertainment are going to start to pop up. You know, we're going to have new technologies that go along with entertainment. We're going to have jazz start to pop up as the first one. Again, movies start to show up. They're silent films at the time, but people loved them. And the last big thing that really hooks America in is sports. The first sport that really took off in America as a global sensation was baseball. And that's led by guys like kind of Babe Ruth back in the, you know, it's led by all types of different players back in the day. But as baseball is starting to grow, this Canadian comes in and he creates a sport at a local YMCA in Massachusetts called basketball. And basketball slowly takes, slowly starts to take over the urban set, settings as well. So baseball and basketball are our two top sports. Yes, football is a sport and it is a part of this growth, but it is not as popular yet. Baseball really took off. It was during the day, it was cheap to get in, it was easy to understand, and everybody could play. This is gonna set us up to our lead, our lead up into our exam. Now my review will be strictly looking at a lot of the questions that are gonna pop up on your test. When I do a review this week, I would be ready to make sure we're taking notes on our review and ready to go. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, have a great and wonderful day. I will talk to you later. Bye.